Hey, what's going on, FCA Palm Beach County family? Jason Bandoff here, area representative and producer of the FCA Palm Beach County podcast. We have a fantastic episode lined up for you today. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. You know, I want to say this. Fathers play such an important role in our lives and in our children's lives. So we want to celebrate the dads today. Let me tell you this. This is a podcast that you're not going to want to miss if you are a dad. I got the chance to sit down with Greg Anderson and have a conversation of what it is to be a dad as we talk about fathers, fatherhood, and even what it is to be a spiritual father. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time as we're getting ready to get into this episode of the FCA Palm Beach County Podcast. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Happy Father's Day weekend to you. <laughs> hey, Jason. Good to, good to talk to you. Good to be with you. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a special weekend, man, uh, for us as dads. Uh, and congratulations on you being a dad again. <laughs> uh, yes, I got a couple more months on that. But uh, yeah, we're so excited for that. Kind of scary at the same time. But uh, I know you have a, a few kids of your own. So I'm definitely be going to you for some pointers and actually probably asking you some pointers along the way as we have this uh, conversation. But anyway, I just want to take a uh, some time and, and I wanted this episode to be something special for, for dads. And I uh, just want to do uh, just a Father's Day special and just talk about being uh, a dad. And, and so I'm couldn't think of anybody better to have this conversation with than you. So um, I've gotten to see you be a dad and, and talk to you about fatherhood. And, and, and you're somebody that I look up to uh, in that realm. So I, I think this is going to be a great conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I would hope that there'd be some dads out there that would listen to this and be encouraged because most dads I know, Jason, they're discouraged, mm-hmm. you know? In fact, let me just say, all right, dads out there, raise your hand if you're getting too much encouragement. <laughs> okay, I don't yeah. see any hands. Nope, my hands uh, are <laughs> but if I, Right, if I, if I said, dads, raise your hand if you're getting too much discouragement. I think there's a lot of dads out there, if they were really honest, you know, they're getting a beat down yeah. and um so, you know the 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 image of fatherhood is taken taken a, a beating uh in in some of the media and in, in in some ways over the uh the past couple of decades uh the dad is portrayed you know as sometimes the loser the the absentee the buffoon mm-hmm. <laughs> um the problem not the problem solver and um Anyway, yeah, so I, I just hope uh, you and I in the next few minutes can just say some encouraging things that would help some dads out there. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. And so I want to ask you first, I want you to uh, to brag on, on your dad a little bit. Tell me, tell me about your dad. Yeah, you know, it's so cool that you asked me that question because I'm, I'm literally sitting in my hometown of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I, I flew in. And so as I'm riding through town, I'm seeing places and they're, they're bringing back memories of my dad, you know? Um, and, uh, I really was blessed to have an amazing dad and my dad ran a local business here. He ran, he's in the restaurant business and, um, he had two or three restaurants over a period of about 30 years. And, um, I watched my dad not only learn how to be a manager, uh, because he, he didn't, he didn't go to school to, to be a, a restaurant owner and manager. Mm. Um, in fact, my dad dropped out of school. Uh, he was a high school dropout and uh, joined the Navy. And uh, he lied about his age. He was 15 years old. He lied about his age, joined the Navy back in World War II. 
And uh, yeah, and so for him to come back, uh, take the GED pass, go to college, worked his way through college, and um, uh, went on to get his master's degree. And then his dream was to, to own a restaurant. And my dad was a man of faith. He, his faith was in Jesus Christ. And so not only was he learning how to manage and operate this business, but to do it as a Christian. And, um, so just looking at the example of my dad, you know, the way he served and, and dad's gone on now, he's graduated, he's, he's gone to be with the Lord. And, uh, he, he died in, in 2019, but, um, my dad left a legacy of generosity and how he treated his other, uh, how he treated his other peers, how he treated, uh, the employees that worked for him, uh, my dad really modeled for me generosity in an amazing, amazing way. And so all those memories and all that emotion is flooding back in to, to my time here in Myrtle beach. I'm just, I'm thinking about the, this, the spiritual imprint that my dad made in so many people's lives as they um, were, were working with my dad and for my dad. So yeah, great question, man. My dad's a, my dad's a generous guy. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, for me, I want to take a second to brag about my dad. So, you know, I grew up. Um, you know, my mom and my dad weren't together, and you know, my dad when I was born was twenty years old, and really could have easily just been uh, that young and dumb dad that just ran and, and was that absentee father or wasn't around all the time. And young, he sacrificed. He sacrificed his time. He sacrificed work bonuses for it to be Christmas gifts. He sacrificed so much to make sure that, that I was taken care of. And it was such a really learned a lot from that about being a dad. And, and if I, one thing he taught me was as a dad, it's never about, it's never about me. It's about my children. And, you know, just as simple as winning a $50 gift card and saying, here, I want to give this to you and your brother so you can go buy a video game or something like that. It's just those little things that kind of sticks with you of saying, I'm not going to be a selfish dad. I want to be able to be as generous. I want to be able to be as loving. I want to be able to be as, uh, as caring as he was. And, and, you know, in through that, I think our biggest, um, thing that we were able to enjoy together, um, and still enjoy together to this day is sports. And the reason I'm so in love with South Florida is actually his fault because he brought me down here to go see some Dolphins <laughs> games. You know, it's his fault. And, um, yeah. you know, they, they eventually got a place down here as well. So they spent some time here. They spent some time in Maryland. But overall, you know, there's a lot of special memories, not only of of sports with him and going to games with him, but but South Florida as well. So, you know, when I think of South Florida, I do. I, I think about him and I think about um, just the fun times that we were able to to come down here and, and see games together and We've seen luckily more wins than losses when we've gone to those games, so uh, we get to celebrate that. But just those those moments of watching sports, and uh, if there's one thing I do miss about living down here is during every single Sunday afternoon by one o'clock, I was always sitting in his basement in his man cave watching the Dolphins game with them. So um, <laughs> this season he's spending more time down here. So we'll be able to get more uh, time uh, together and watch more games uh, together. So looking forward to that. But yeah, I think that that sports connection, my love for sports is because, because of him. So I just, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I have a funny parallel to that. So my dad was a sports fan too. And um, my dad took me uh, down to Miami. And uh, I can tell you it was in 1976. It was in December. And um, we went to see the, the Miami Dolphins play the Minnesota Vikings. But okay. I didn't turn out to be a Dolphins fan. <laughs> so I turned out to be a lifelong Vikings fan. So I think the plan kind of backfired. But we, we, we um, at the time, the, the Dolphins were practicing at, I want to say, Dade College or something like that. And literally, you pull up to a chain link fence. You, there, there, there's a guy there. And, and uh, we told the guy, hey, we, we drove down from South Carolina. We're just here to watch practice. And the guy let us in. Wow. So we ended up talking to... Uh, talking to Bob Greasy and Coach Shula and uh, Garrow Upremian and Larry Little and um, got some neat uh, Freddie Solomon who's uh, from Sumter, South Carolina. Anyway, I got some neat pictures as a kid with some of your your beloved Miami Dolphins there. <laughs> that is a really cool. You can't do that stuff anymore. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I got to dig through some photo albums and find those pictures and show them to you. But uh, anyway, neat memories, but. It starts with a dad, yep. you know, just loving his kid and, and saying, let's go watch sports together. It's so cool. I love it. So let's talk uh, right now. Uh, I want to talk about uh, fatherhood, of course. And, um, you know, me being a fairly new dad um, over the past two and a half years, uh, you know, one two and a half year old already who I love to death. And then another one on the way in September. So I'm going to be a a dad to two boys and, and you have three children of your own. So um, I'm going to start with you first. I want to talk about fatherhood with you and, um, and tell me, you know, as a, a dad who's been in it for so long, what do you think has been the biggest challenge for you? Wow. Um, my greatest desire, Jason was to, pass along a legacy of faith to my kids. You know, I came to Christ as a 10 year old kid and Jesus made a huge difference in my life. And as I got into, um, you know, my married years, I just thought, man, how great would it be to raise up kids and then pass along my faith to them, knowing that I can't make them believe what I believe. I, I, I can't, you know, force or push any of that. But could I somehow live my life in a way that my faith was magnetic and attractive and compelling? And my kids would say, you know, as they make their own choices, I want to follow the God that my dad followed. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that was my greatest mission. So the question you're asking me, what is my greatest challenge is how do I how do I do that? How do I how do I pass along what has been so real to me? to them. And and as I have adult children now, you know, they're, they're grown and they're having their own kids. I've got grandkids now. And so what, what is it, what does it look like for, for me to, to pass this faith along? And so as my kids were, 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 you know, in the, in the early years and, you know, learning so much about life, I just tried to see every teachable moment I could um, and then recognize it as, Hey, this, this is a time where I not, not only can, you know, do the, like the scriptures talk about in, in Deuteronomy six, just, you know, the, in the, um, in the Hebrew belief of the Shema, 
of passing along that faith, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And, and in Deuteronomy 6, it talks about, you know, how do, how do, you, how do you pass this along? Is you know, you talk about the Lord with your kids. You, you, you more importantly model a genuine faith and you, you model a life that your, your kids would want to emulate. So, man, I got a lot, of th- a lot of thoughts about that, obviously. But, you know, that challenge, the biggest challenge for me as a dad has is, is always been related to how do I pass the spiritual baton onto to my son and my daughters and let them run their own race. Yeah, I, I, I really love that. And I, that's something that I'm in the process of thinking about too. And, you know, I think one of the things that most dads don't um, think about or, or a better way to put it, um, you know, don't know is that there's this, there's this covering you have to be for your, your children. Right. And, and leading them to the Lord, there's several different ways um, to do that. You know, I'm just thinking of a couple um, just one verse that's in my head right now. And it's uh, Proverbs 13, 24. And I hate doing this, but it's, I, I'm going to read this from the Christian standard Bible, but it says the one who will not use the rod hates his son, but the one who loves him disciplines him diligently. And, mm. and, and we think, you know, we don't want to be that, hard-nosed parent or whatever that might look like. But but the Bible clearly says if you actually don't discipline your son, you hate him, right? And there's moments mm. where I have to to be stern with him or I have to, as we call it in my my household, the old pow-pow, right? Where, you know, he, yeah. he might have a, a little bit of a, a spanking for not listening or whatever. And, um, but you don't, you don't think about that. And a lot of times it breaks my heart and that puts me in the, the um, perspective of God, you know, cause God has to discipline us when we do wrong. Right? Yeah. And, right. and, and right. so to hear that, and, and I'm sure it grieves God as well to, to discipline us because we are his children um, as well. And I feel like that's just, just some things that, that dads, um, you know, I, and I think there's that fine line of, of, of disciplining and loving. And then there's, you can go to that point of disciplining and being unloving and that, because I make sure, and trust me, I'm not an expert at all. I'm a brand new dad, but I know that whenever I have to discipline Jace, I have to, to go up to him afterwards and explain to him why I did that yeah. and make sure that he knows that I love him. Yeah, exactly. And, and let me just encourage you. You're doing a great job. I mean, I've, I've watched you and I've, I've been with you and, um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's so cool to see you as a young dad, um, implementing biblical principles into your parenting, uh, because you know, it's the source of life ultimately. So yeah, some some thoughts on, on what you're sharing, you know, we, we, we live in this world and, um, we make choices and then along with those choices are consequences and our kids have to learn that. And, um, you know, when we discipline our kids, what we're really saying is, Hey, there was, there was a choice. There was a decision you made and whatever that decision was, it was, it was, it was dishonoring, not the right decision. And so there's consequence to that. And we, we live in a world that's, um, that's not teaching kids that, you know, we, we live in a world where, where young kids are making choices and, the uh, the apparent consequences um, aren't as evident 
to them. And so they, they're, you know, making choices that are hurting themselves. They don't even realize it. I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, your, your life is the sum total. Um, I'll tell you who I was talking to. I was talking to the team at, at Lake Worth High School, uh, the football team. And I said, guys, I said, your life is the sum total of all the choices you ever make. So you look back at every single decision matters. And what I was trying to say to them is, is there are consequences. And so on the subject of discipline, you know, we discipline our kids because we want them to learn that, you know, making the wrong choice does have a price. Uh, there, there's a consequence to that. And making the right choice is a huge blessing. <laughs> so good choices, good results, bad choices, bad results. But, but sometimes as dads, we get the responsibility of teaching that in class. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and our kids don't, don't like it. They don't like the class. <laughs> and, and, uh, but we're the, we're the instructor, we're the professor. And it, it, it is a privilege and an honor that God gives us as dads to be the instructor and, and to teach these principles. And so, Man, I, did I get everything right in my parenting? Heck no. I, I, you know, I, I, a lot of times was off, but man, the times I did get it right. And I see the fruit of that now. And I see my kids now they've, they've learned in that, in that classroom, that spiritual classroom, so to speak, is so rewarding. It's so rewarding as a dad to think back, you know, those, the, those spankings weren't fun. Those disciplinary actions weren't fun. Uh, but man, to see my kids benefit now from that life lesson is just huge. It's hugely rewarding. Yeah, I love that. Now I want to ask you something too. Um, on top of you, I, I went in with the the heavy hitting first uh, about uh, <laughs> yeah. you know the we're, we're in the deep end of the pool, man. We we're not in the kiddie pool now. You, <laughs> you went to the one. You got, got us in the deep end. So <laughs> let, let, let's 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 take a little bit more towards the shallow end. Then and then what what's been the biggest joy um, for you as as a dad? Wow. Um. Well, most recently, just you know, watching my son be a dad. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it's so cool to, to watch him now in the role that I, I've been in for, for 30 years or 33 years. Um, but my son is 30 and now I'm watching him, you know, doing what I was doing and watching my grandson benefit from the coaching and the, the admonition, the love, the discipline, watching my grandson benefit from all these things that are coming through my son and, and seeing that, that kind of generational blessing, um, man, that's, that's been hugely rewarding and super proud of my two daughters. Um, you know, they're, they're, um, they're both, you know, pursuing God in, in their adult years and just really, really proud of them, uh, to, to see them, Again, taking all the things that they were taught as as children, all the things, the principles and values and beliefs that were instilled in them, and seeing them live them out in their own way, uh, it's just enormously uh, a blessing. I can imagine that because right now I'm in this stage to where, uh, you know, Jace is two and a half years old, so now we get these firsts, right? So, you know him saying his first words, him graduating from 
from me being dad dad to daddy and you know now the newest thing right now is him getting his big boy bed right and him sleeping all night in that big boy bed so just seeing those moments those proud things that we get to see i can't imagine what it's going to be like that day when he's in his 20s and 30s and he's getting married and he's um raising kids of his own and just being able to see that being able to see that me being so proud of of him and you know baby number two whenever you know they grow up it's just an amazing thing so i just i can't imagine um how that feels and and how how proud you must be in those moments yeah it it is it is so so cool and um there's so many spiritual lessons that come from it um but yeah, I, I, I thank God that I'm in. And you know, I'm, I was thinking that there, there may be somebody listening to this podcast that is a young dad and, and they may be like in the grind. It's just like, man, I got this new infant, you know, I'm changing diapers every three minutes. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, the toddler now is, is like everywhere. And I'm saying, stop, put that down. Don't touch that. Stop. Don't stop. You know, and, and, that is very much a season of life that can be draining. And, you know, for, for that young dad, um, I just I really want to give that, that young dad some encouragement and, and say, you know, raise your child to the standard. Don't, don't lower the standard. Don't, you know, because it, it, it can get so wearisome. You just want to throw in the towel and start saying, yeah, whatever, just do whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not what, that's not what you're, your infant son or infant daughter needs. They, they need the instruction. They need to, because pretty soon here's what's coming. They're going to learn this one word. Why? <laughs> hey, don't touch that. Why? Hey, put that down. Why? Why? You know, and, and when your kids start asking why, what they're saying is dad, please help me understand because I'm making decisions. You know, should I not stick my finger in the electrical socket? Okay. Well, I don't get electricity, but it looks like a neat little hole. I can put my finger right in there. You know, tell me why I shouldn't do that. Well, because you could get hurt. There's a physical reason you shouldn't get why. And then there's a, there's a spiritual reason. It's because I'm your dad and I'm trying to protect you. And so you must honor my instruction. So it's a, it, it's a fun season, but it can be an exhausting season where, you know, you're, I, I don't know how many times. Uh, Jason, your son has ended the day by looking you in the eyes and saying, Daddy, thank you so much for correcting me and disciplining me today. Thank you so much for that spanking I got. Thank you so much for just being a consistent role model. <laughs> Man, your two or three year old's not saying that, bro. You know, I mean, I, I wait for so, it every single night, but I just don't hear it. Yeah. What they're saying to you is things like, Juice, I want more juice. <laughs> yeah. Or, Where's my passy? Or can I stay up late? I don't want to go to bed. You know, that's how your day ends sometimes. But, um, you know, you got to realize, man, it is a season of life you go through. You go through that season. You cling on to the hope and instruction the Lord gives you. You don't lower your standard. You You maintain, you know, what you know to be right. And, and you, you father through it. And, uh, and then there is that day, you know, where, you know, your, your, your kid says, man, my dad showed me, he didn't just tell me, he showed me what it means to walk in faith. And 
So yeah, praise God, man. But hang, hang, hang on, hang in there. Uh, and, and don't, don't be, the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing for in due season we'll reap if we don't faint. So yeah. Galatians 6, 9, a good verse. It's a very good verse. I, I want to uh, hit on something real quick because you were talking about the protection piece, right? And I think there's a, um, definitely a physical protection. You know, a couple weeks ago, I actually had to chase after Jace, like a nice little rhyme there. Um, yeah, as chase he, after Jace. As he started to run towards the road. He doesn't know where mm-hmm. that danger is. And so we have to run after him and, and, and <clears throat> protect him. But I want to talk a brief second about spiritual protection. And I and I, I think there's a lot of, of things, and this has been on my heart for probably the past, I mean, actually probably before he was even born. And, and that's that idea of being that covering, not only just for your wife, but for your child as well, and, and taking on because um, as men, we face a battle every single day. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, dads who are out there listening right now, I don't know what your battle is. But I know for me, I want to make sure that my actions, what I do, does not get passed down to my my children, right? Um, yeah. So talk about that real quick, about what it's like to be that spiritual covering for, for your children. Well, it's a God-given responsibility that dads have. And anytime you get that, that level of responsibility and you put that mantle on your shoulders <laughs> and you, you put on that spiritual armor, you realize, man, do I need help? You know, to, if, if, if I've got to um, take on this responsibility of being provider and protector for my family, I have to have help. And that's where the Lord comes in. You know, uh, that's where the scripture says, where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. You know, that, and that's why it's imperative that dads have a genuine faith in Christ and, and they have the, the, the Holy Spirit living in them to give them the power to be the dads God wants them to be. Um, super, I mean, so let me give you a verse if, if um, you know, if you can look at it later, but 1 Corinthians 16 13 first uh, Corinthians 16 13 says super plain instruction so I, I share this verse a lot with dads because there's, a, there's places in the Bible it's hard to understand this is not one of those places okay this is like hey I'm going to shoot straight with you and Paul is ending his letter to the Corinthians he goes and, and you, you got it there in front of you but I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my version from my head here it says stand firm Okay, I want you to stand firm. And, and in the world today, we need dads who would stand firm and not just give in or compromise or capitulate to whatever the social trend that's going on. We need, we need men of God who would stand firm on God's word. Another thing it says is be alert. Okay, so be alert. Here's why. Because the devil is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And we need dads who, who would be, you know, the spiritual protectors and they would be alert. And so when the enemy is trying to try to attack, and the enemy's so, so subversive right now and, and, and so um, insidious, insidu- uh, what's the word? I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Insidious. <laughs> that, that dads have to be the ones to say, no, this is wrong and this is right. Dads have to be the one to, to take the stand and say, no, 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 our family doesn't do this. Our family we believe in God's word and we're going to honor God's word. So it says, it says, stand firm, 
It says, be on the alert. And it says, act like a man. And this is one of those places in scripture where it's, it just, you know, it's not necessarily politically correct, but it says right there, act like a man. If God made you a man, then be the dad that God's calling you to be. And, um, and then the, the other, sorry, my, uh, my phone, my son is calling now, so I should add him to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and then what you got it there, what does your translation say is the fourth thing? There's four, four things to stand firm, be on the alert, act like a man and, and do what? Yes. Uh, be strong. Be strong. Yeah. And this is not talking about like, you know, hit the weight room and bench press 350 pounds. It's talking about being spiritually strong. And the way you're going to be spiritually strong is you're going to go to the Lord every day, get on your knees, beg God for help so that you'll be the dad he wants you to be. And then the verse right after that says, whatever you do, dad, or it didn't say dads, but whatever you do, do it in love. And that, that's the cool thing. So sometimes as dads, you, you've, you've got to be the hard guy. You, you've got to be the one that brings the discipline. You've got to be the one that says, no, we're not doing this. We're not going that. Or, or you know, you, you, you might take away the privilege. But the, the thing that's super, super uh, critical, super imperative is that whatever you do, you do it in love. You do it in love. At the end of the day, Jesus Christ was the embodiment of love. And so, you know, dads, how are you loving your kids? You know, what does that love look like? Um, it's not all warm and fuzzy sometimes, you know. Sometimes it's, it's being the truth bearer. Sometimes it's being the grace bearer. Sometimes it's just bringing grace where instead of punishment, you're bringing grace. So that's that's my thoughts. Um, and I, I didn't mean to, uh, to go too long on that, Jason. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, I appreciate you asking the question. Yeah, um, I want to go in real quick um, to, to the idea of spiritual fatherhood. But before I do that, I just want to I want to speak something to the new dads real quick that I don't think ever gets talked about. And this was something that I struggled with um, at first, right? So, you know, you find out you're pregnant, you're going to have a baby, then you're planning all of that time. You're all excited about it. You do the gender reveal, you throw out the confetti, you pop the balloons, whatever that is, you might be, you anticipate it. And then all of a sudden you come in and the baby is born. And for me, the thing that I struggle with the most, is I didn't have that connection. I didn't, for me, I didn't carry that child along for nine months. And I just felt I was lost in that moment of this child that was honestly came out kind of ugly looking because, you know, it's been sitting in fluid for the past nine months. Uh, its head is elongated because uh, it comes out of a tiny birth canal, all of that stuff. And I just did not feel that's that immediate connection. And for a few days after Jace was born, I cried my eyes out because I did not have that connection. And I just want to encourage the dads out there, new dads, um, or even if, if you are about to be a dad, no matter what that is, if you feel that way, it's okay. And I don't feel like that's that was never said to me and that was never mentioned to me. It's okay. Because um, a lot of times you hear certain people say, I felt this immediate connection. You might not. And it doesn't make you a bad father. It doesn't make you um, – even if you're a mom out there and you're listening and you struggle with that as well, it doesn't make you a bad mother. It doesn't make you a bad parent in general. Because just as that child is learning to be a human being in that moment, you're learning to be a parent as well. So stand firm and keep fighting 
for your child and 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 that connection will come it's it's it doesn't that's, take long so, yeah jason that's so good man i'm glad you brought that up um you know i i uh <laughs> could not agree with you more you know it's a, a lot of a lot of guys are becoming dads and they don't have any idea um you know what that responsibility entails all, all those responsibilities come with feelings and emotions and they don't know how to process that. So I appreciate you sharing, man. That's really good. Yeah. Thank you. I, that was just something that was on my heart as soon as I, as, right as we were getting ready to turn the page here. Um, but let's talk real quick. Um, we're running out of time here, but I want to talk about uh, spiritual fatherhood. And I want to hit on this um, first of all, because um, I've had a few of those in my life and, and, First of all, Greg, I want to say thank you because I see you as a spiritual father and, you know, we've known each other for several years now. Um, and I'm just so grateful to you. You've walked me through a lot of things, a lot of struggles, and there's been moments where I've had to call you and all you've listened to was me just talk, right? And you've been able to give me good advice. You've been able to give me marriage advice. You've been able to just be um, a friend and a mentor. So I, I don't know where I would be without you in my life. So I definitely appreciate that. And I want to talk to you real quick about just that idea of what um, spiritual fatherhood looks like. Cause I'm more in that realm right now where I'm more of a spiritual brother to people and I've never hit that spiritual fatherhood stage yet. So um, talk to me about what you have and, and maybe some spiritual fathers that you've had that's kind of helped you um, be the man that you are today. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously the first thing I'm thinking about is my own dad, my biological dad, you know, who was a believer and, you know, he modeled a faith for me. Uh, so he was a, not only an earthly father, he was a spiritual father for me. And, uh, as I said earlier, left me the example of, of generosity. And, uh, I think of other men also, um, who happen to be, uh, football coaches. I, I think of, uh, Richard Bell and the impact he made when I, when I watched him lead his family, lead a football team, lead a football program, and I saw that he was the same man on the field, off the field, uh, in his home with his family, um, you know, he he was a person that made a huge impact in my life. And then uh, Coach Art Baker, Coach Clyde Christensen, Coach Bobby Richardson, you know, there, there were Christian men that I saw um, that were spiritual dads, spiritual fathers. I, I could, I could learn from their example. I could go to them and ask questions. Um, I could, um, receive their instruction and even receive their discipline. Um, and so that was a huge, huge blessing. And so that's what God did for me. So if, <laughs> you know, if I have the opportunity to, to, to pass that along or, or pour that into somebody else's life like yourself, man, it's just an honor. I'm just simply doing what was done for me. And, um, you know, this is what Paul's talking about in Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, where he says, you know, to Timothy, the things you've learned and heard from me, practice these things, you know. But, it, but he also says, then entrust these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So it's, when we receive a, a spiritual blessing, uh, we're not just to sit on it, we're to pass it along uh, because that's how we got it in the first place. Somebody passed it to us. It's our responsibility to pass it along to them. And so, man, to, to be a dad and to be in that role, is, it's, it's incredibly rewarding. It's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm grateful to you. 
for you, Greg, and, and thank you so much um, for just taking the time mm-hmm. and talking about fatherhood. I feel like I could talk about this for for hours, um, but our time's running short. Um, but you know, I hope you have the the best Father's Day that you could possibly have um, this weekend, and uh, uh, just just thankful for you. Yeah, thank you too, man. Appreciate you, and our prayers are with you as you um, continue down the journey of fatherhood and. Um, God bless you, man. God bless you. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Dads, I hope that episode was special to you. I can tell you it was special to me just to be able to sit and just have that conversation with Greg Anderson. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, we couldn't do this ministry without your generosity. If you'd like to learn more, please visit fcapbc.org. Again, that's fcapbc.org. If you'd like to support FCA, there will be links in the show notes. Clinics, podcasts like this take resources to complete, and you make it possible. Thank you for helping us bring coaches and athletes into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church in Palm Beach County. We'll catch you next time.